gotten on the podcast and welcome you once again to me trying to talk with a cigar in my mouth. This is the panic attack with Big John. And uh, so let's delve right in here. When this first, this uh, sickness first uh, broke out. Now, there, there are two parts to this, two points to this. Um, at the, in the beginning, there was rumors and only rumors. Um, <laughs> why the heck I decided to sing that? But, um, so, there are excuses for what these liberals did. People were, um, before Trump started calling it the China virus, which he has backed away from, but people were avoiding Chinatown, uh, which is the part of the city where, like in New York and L.A. and Frisco, uh, where the Chinese people settled and continue to settle to this day. Um, No one forces them to live there, but that's their culture. They like to be amongst their people and help one another. And that's pretty admirable. I admire, I don't admire the Chinese government. Let me make that clarification. But I do admire the Chinese uh, culture. They have a rich um, tradition, rich culture, rich history. um, A very uh, sacred and quiet society. Um, and a very, um, you know, family-centered, um, culture. Very, um, you know, let's help one another. Um, and that's, um, you know, that used to be Americana. It it, it still is, but it takes a, a tragedy like this sickness to, uh, bring it out in us. Um, but... In China, it's a it's an everyday thing. Uh, in spite of the uh, government's totalitarianism, but back to my point, when the illness first broke out, before Trump started calling it the China virus, because he was mad at China, mad at the Chinese government. Um. People, you know, saw the the media reports, saw the news, and saw that the virus started in in Wuhan, China. The media, Clinton News Network, PMSNBC, all those uh, liberals were calling it the China virus, or the Chinese virus, or the Wuhan virus. So... People like Nancy Pelosi, the uh, health director of New York City. This is my thumbs, Nancy. 
my index finger is the health director of New York City, uh, Mayor de Blasio of New York, we're telling people, go to Chinatown for the, the New Year. Go to the parade. It's cool. There's no threat. Look at us. We're walking around Chinatown. And that's great because there was, you know, because of the media, the media calling it the Wuhan virus or the China virus, there was, you know, rumblings of prejudice and people, white people, avoiding Chinatown. And it was hurting the economy in Chinatown. So that's what prompted Speaker Nancy Pelosi, soon to be former Speaker, I hope, knock on wood, please, Father, amen, uh, soon to be former Speaker Pelosi, to uh, take a waltz through Chinatown in, uh, I think it's Frisco, San Fran, San Francisco, the real world, San Francisco. Remember that? The real world on MTV? And they, they were in San Francisco and they had that dirty bike messenger guy, Puck. Puck. I always thought Rachel was cute, but she had that big mole like right here. And I think that was the one with the eight... Uh, the AIDS victim Pedro was on that season. Anyways, so uh, Nancy's wandering around Chinatown. And I don't know, I, I wish, I wonder, I wish I may, I wish I might. I'd like to see her take a, a an amble through the homeless encampments and, uh, you know, hop, skip, and jump over piles of human poop and heroin needles. That her liberal ideology created. But uh, let's check in with old Nance wandering through Chinatown. I hope this sound bite comes across well on YouTube. Well, I hope my YouTube comes across well on YouTube. Get out of there. It's exciting to be here, especially at this time, uh, to be able to be unified with our community. We do want to say to people, come to Chinatown, here we are, come join us. So having tacitly denied the severity of coronavirus by urging people to congregate in huge groups as recently as a month ago, Pelosi then had the nerve to blame Trump's early denial for the spread of COVID-19. The president, his uh, denial at the beginning, uh, was deadly. You must stay at home. Come join us. We should be taking every precaution. Come join us. That's not social distancing. On February 9th, New York City Health Commissioner Osiris Barbo posted a tweet urging citizens to flock to Chinatown in large numbers to celebrate the Lunar New Year, while suggesting that advice to avoid crowds was misinformation. She urged people to take the subway, visit restaurants, and attend parades. There is no reason not to take the subway, not to take the bus, not to go out to your favorite restaurant, and certainly not to miss the parade next Sunday. A week later, she was still urging people to go out into crowds in order to rebuke discrimination. That's not social distancing. On the same day, Mark D. Levine, chair of New York City Council Health Committee, lauded how huge crowds gathering in New York City's Chinatown was a powerful show of defiance of the coronavirus scare, tweeting four images of large groups of people 
gathered to celebrate the occasion. Most of the attendees were Chinese and some of them had almost certainly recently returned from China. That's not social distancing. Now New York is the hardest hit state in the entire country and accounts for over 66,000 corona infections. On March 2nd, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio urged New Yorkers to get out on the town despite coronavirus. He told them to go to cinemas where they'd be in close proximity to hundreds of other people and even recommended a specific film. That's not social distancing. As late as March 3rd, London Mayor Sadiq Khan said it was misinformation to suggest large crowds shouldn't be gathering at concerts or on public transport and that they faced no risk. If people are coughing and sneezing on a crowded tube carriage, that is going to put you at risk. You know, people might be saying now, as the mayor of the city, should we still be getting on public transport and using the tubes? Well, it's very important that uh, we don't spread panic or alarm based on misinformation. What we need to do as politicians is to rely upon the best advice we have from the public health experts and from the chief medical officer. There is no risk in using the tube or buses or other forms of public transport or going to a concert. On March 10th, he said there were, quote, no specific concerns about using public transport. Just over two weeks later, after London became the epicenter of the virus outbreak in the UK, Sadiq Khan changed his tune. He pleaded with people to stay at home and revealed that nearly a third of Transport for London staff are now off sick or self-isolating themselves. Guess the cleaning didn't work. And despite all of this, many rush hour trains are still packed because Khan made the galaxy brain decision to take half of them out of service. Social distancing, UK style. That's not social distancing. Meanwhile, dog walkers in the Peak District with no one around them for half a mile are getting drone surveilled and publicly shamed by police. Meanwhile, flights from New York continue to... Alright, so... That was um, a clip from Paul Joseph Watson's YouTube channel. Uh, the video is entitled Social Distancing. I wanted to get... I didn't mean to get as much as Paul's commentary in there as I did, but um, I wanted to get the words of you know, Speaker Pelosi the New York City Health Commissioner, uh, the, New York, the Chairman of New York City Council's Health Commission or Health Committee, and the Mayor of New York City's quotes because, of course, they're now blaming Donald Trump for all of these problems. He denied it early on. He called it a hoax. There are still people that believe it's a hoax. And honestly, or pardon me, there are still people that believe Donald Trump said the virus is a hoax. He said that the Democrat response to his actions were a hoax. Not that the virus was a hoax. But the Democrats going on CNN and PMSNBC and whatever their other uh, news networks are. I think someone went out of business because the ratings were so crap. But uh, they blamed Trump, blamed old Trumpy baby uh, for a, a late response. Now, Trump 
shut off uh, flights from China at the end of February. As late as March 10th, you had uh, public officials in New York City um, London, the mayor of London, who's um, a Muslim, uh, not that that matters in this situation, but Mayor Con, I think his name's Con, I don't know, don't care. Watch Paul Joseph Watson's video and you can learn all about the mayor of London. Um, you know, telling people to take public transportation, go into large crowds, go to parades. Go to movie theaters. Now, a week later, towards the end of March, de Blasio was on TV screaming, uh, the federal government sent us 4,000 respirators. What good is that? Who cares about that when we need 30,000? We didn't need 30,000 at that time like you made it sound. You may have needed 30,000 a month later. Okay. And then they questioned de Blasio on the, the thousands of respirators on top of what the federal government sent that were in a storage warehouse. And he said, well, those don't count because we don't need them right now. But anyways, that's getting off track. The point is that uh, these liberals in the media in, and uh, government... We're all, you know, uh, out there trying to tell people, don't worry, don't worry. Now, there were doctors on television saying, don't worry, don't worry. Um, I started to watch a video and then it was, it was no new information, that, so I, I shut it off. But um, one of the leading doctors in South Korea even said, you know, that... Some people will get sick of this and they'll be like a severe cold for a week or two and then they'll get better. That's like the 80% of us. Then, you know, there's a small percentage that are older or have pre-existing conditions that are going to get sicker and require um, uh, hospitalization, intensive care, and so on and so forth. Uh, by the way, in good news, uh, British Prime Minister uh, Boris Johnson, who was at, on that video, you probably heard him, the, that was the guy with the British accent, not the, kept saying uh, social distancing, social distancing. Uh, and then the other guy with the British accent who talked a lot more was Paul Watson. Um, but anyways, back to my current um, so the media, doctors on television said that, you know, the media hype over this is going to be worse than the virus. The Democrats said that the hype is going to be worse than the virus. Now it's all Donald Trump's fault. Uh, why couldn't you have acted in November? There's a slight, there's a possibility that this outbreak took place in November. It's, it trickled into the United States in November. 
And a lot of us did, or some of people, I shouldn't say us because I was not one of them. Some people have told me uh, throughout my works with the public that um, they had a really, really bad sickness for like two weeks back in uh, November, December, January. So, and they live in, you know, population centers. They work, um, or they're, they're around the public. Uh, one is a friend of mine who's uh, in his, he's 40, but he went back to college so he could uh, advance himself um, in life and get a better career, basically. Um, so he had to finish up some uh, classes and get a master's degree. But anyways, you know, he's around, you know, people from other countries. Um, and, you know, because he was at a major university in Northeast Ohio. And, you know, he said, man, back in December, I was sick as a dog. I couldn't do anything. And, you know, that's what this virus does. Um, so, nonetheless, the media and the liberals were the first deniers of the Corona, I'm supposed to say that, Corona beer, Corona beer. They were the first ones to deny Corona beer publicly, and they made publicity stunts out of their denial and encouraged people in the two of the hardest hit areas now, California and New York, to go out in public. So there you go. Thanks, liberals. Um, another th thizang thing is thinking about my bober. Um, for the first time in my worthless generic life. My life's actually quite worthwhile, but uh, I, I kid, I kid, I kid. Um, I qualify for a welfare check. I qualify for this $1,200, whatever it is. I wish I could claim my dog as a kid. She acts like one. She eats like one. Dude, where's my welfare check? I want my 1200 bones. Uh, some people who had direct deposit, I guess, have received their checks. Uh, the rest were supposed, there are others supposed to come out this week. Um, every American that filed taxes, and I'll be honest with you, when I heard that this was coming, I, uh, the night they passed the bill, I was up at like four or five o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep. Or maybe I was getting ready for work, I don't know. But I hurried up and filed my taxes this year real quick. Um, just to make sure I got that $1,200 check. Uh, the problem is I owe $4,000 in taxes. Uh, so I may not get my check. I might get a letter in the mail saying, oh, we kept your shit because uh, you owe us. But nonetheless, um, these checks are supposed to be coming out. On top of that... Um, whoa, tipped employees, which includes a family member of mine, so this hits close to home, were promised, at least here in Ohio, quicker.
access to unemployment. Typically, there's a one-week waiting period. Well, that week is supposed to be waived. But nobody got their checks for like two, three weeks uh, because of a glitch. The, system, the website got overwhelmed is what happened. And say, for example, I went to check and see if my family member had been uh, signed up. And the website said, no claims filed. So I'm like, well, maybe her friend that was you know, helping her sign up just created an account and didn't file the claim. So I went and refi I filed the claim again, and that created yet another glitch in the system. And then after a phone call to... Uh, the unemployment headquarters in Columbus, Ohio, the, the uh, unemployment bureau said, oops, our bad. We made the mistake. There was a glitch on our end. Your check's going to be in the mail tomorrow. So she got her check, but it was like $135, which is what a waitress check usually is because they only make $4 an hour. The, the the kick in the butt is though the stimulus or economic the the virus the illness relief package passed the house during this time period she was supposed to get an additional six hundred dollars on top of that now we're hearing well the money for the six hundred the the six hundred dollars additional from the federal government is backlogged. It's going out to a few states at a time. Really? Now you tell us way after the fact? So people that get tips were laid off in Ohio with literally a matter of hours notice. I mean, some people were at work, planning to work until 2 a.m. They went at, at 3, 4, whatever o'clock in the afternoon for their shift and found out the governor had a press conference at 5 and said, you're closed at 9 o'clock and you're going to be closed for at least a month. Now, the downturn since this virus broke out, there had been a downturn in customers at restaurants to begin with. This was, you know, a week before the governor made his announcement. So some restaurants and bars uh, were already cutting back. And then, whoop, they pulled the rug out from under their feet and they were all just laid off. What a kick in the pants. And then they're promised an additional $600 from the Fed. And they're told, well, you know, some states will get it right away. Then the next set of states will get it, you know, in a few weeks. And then the next set of states will get it a few weeks after that. That ain't what you told us. That ain't what Congress told us. That is not what the president told us. That is not what the governor told us.
I understand glitches in the system. I understand it's a large task to send out money to 50 states. And not every state needs it because not every state is experiencing this the same way. Not every state had not every state closed all bars and restaurants like Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania did. But for those that were counting on this, they're going to feel lied to. They're going to feel misled. And they're going to show up at the polls in November. Do we want thousands, maybe millions of waitresses from Ohio showing up at the polls and voting for Joe Biden? Voting for Democrat congressional representatives because they say, hey, we're the party of big government. We're the party of big welfare. We're the party of socialism. We can get you your welfare check faster. We can deliver government assistance more efficiently because we care about you, the worker. And notice, a lot of times I do not use the word worker. I say employee. Okay? I am an employee of myself. But I'm employed by me. Okay? Boot. Back in the back in the olden day, 1998, the twi- way back in the 20th century, uh, I went to Kent State University. And one of my first days on campus, I was like, man, this, this is cool, man. Got people from all countries, you know, all sorts of different states, all different political opinions. And some of the first people I ran into were um, uh, the communists. And they were um, selling these commie newspapers. I'm like, oh, this ought to be interesting. Not my cup of tea, but I'm going to check this out. You know, this is why I came to college. going to learn about myself, get, get introspective, and grow as a person. So I, I gave him a dollar for his communist rag. And it was like the it was something like the Socialist Workers Party news, and socialist and communist always refer to employees or working class people, which used to be called middle class. Uh, sometimes it's still called middle class, but anyways, anything middle class and below is now referred to as working class. I don't like the word worker because it's associate associated with communism it's always you know the workers rights party uh things like that you know they put the word worker in there because it sounds like you're really oppressed you're working for someone else you're working for the government because you pay uh taxes which they want to tax you more so i don't know what that would benefit you be Aligned with the communists, but whatever. Um, but to me, the word "worker" is a word used in the you know the Communist Manifesto. It, it is. It is a word that's used in there. 
It's a word that, you know, the Communist Party um, uses that, you know, the, you know, rich, um, the rich, excuse me, oppress the working class. We're the workers' rights party uh, and things of that nature. So that's why I prefer to say employee over worker. But nonetheless, the government promised these tipped employees um, 600 extra dollars. At least the, the waitresses that I know of in Ohio, that I know personally, have not received their extra $600 on their unemployment checks. Uh, furthermore, we were promised for the first time in history independent contractors who have seen a decrease in their uh, work, their amount of work. See, now I'm using the word work, but they're, I mean, we're working for ourselves, so we can say that. Our, our, our business, we've seen our business decrease. I have not. I'm still out there hustling, but some have seen their business decrease. Um, we were promised that we would also get this additional $600, but for the first time ever, we would be uh, entitled to unemployment compensation. And so some states were, dang it, where they've had natural disasters, like hurricanes and floods, they've already had this system set up. Uh, Here in the Buckeye State, the system was not set up yet, and our Lieutenant Governor, John Houston, bless his heart, has been working with technology companies so that when that money comes from the federal government, which evidently it's on backlog too, uh, the the computer system, the website, is set up and ready to roll. Now, our IRS, or chairman of the Federal Reserve, I believe that was his title, uh, anyways, whoever's in charge of sending out the $1,200 welfare checks also said that we would have a portal for people that are not on Social Security and didn't sign up for a direct deposit on their uh, tax return, that we would have a portal where we could go and sign up for uh, direct deposit for our $1,200 welfare check. Now, today's Sunday, I spent Easter Sunday with family, so I didn't see any press conferences. Uh, DeWine and Amy Acton and Johnny Houston don't hold press conferences on Sunday because DeWine's a Christian. Uh, He's a good Christian. Anyhow, I don't know if Trump had a press briefing today or not. I, I was with my family, eating uh, food, good food. I actually ate turkey on Easter. Um, My mom made me a turkey. And there's like still 
it was just the turkey breast, but it was like the whole turkey minus the legs and wings. Because I don't eat the legs and the wings anyway. But there's like three-fourths of a turkey in my fridge. So if anybody's hungry, come on over. We'll have turkey dinner tomorrow. Um, but aside from my turkey dinner for Easter, I, I spent the day with family. I wasn't, I wasn't going to work. Uh, a friend of mine who's kind of a mooch was texting me. Hey man, what are you doing? Like spending the, spending the day with my family is what I texted him back. He texted me again after that. Hey, are you still busy? Yes. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't got time for all that, man. You know, these people, this is way the heck off point, but you know, these people find you got a soft heart and you're willing to help them out and then they become freeloaders. It's like Bobby the Brain Heenan once said, a friend in need is a pest. You know, that's how sometimes people make me feel. But I, you know, I said, no, man, I'm, you know, this is family day. He's got a, a mom and a fiance and a fiance's mama. You know, he can bum a ride off of somebody else to whatever, you know, used car lot. Or the other day when we were driving 50 miles to get a free kitchen table i'm like i ain't putting no kitchen table in my car and driving back 50 miles and you ain't even gonna give me gas money that's a hundred mile round trip anyhow okay so i'm kind of a prick at times but humanoids annoy me dogs don't do that they just want to lick your face get a treat and go outside and pee perfect you know my dog keeps me warm at night she kisses me on the cheek, sometimes on the lips, you know, after she licks her, you know, hindquarters. But, you know, that's probably why I haven't come down with this sickness that YouTube won't let me say the name of. Is because, you know, I've got dog feces bacteria all over my face and my, my immune system's strong, strong like ox. I'm going to die of coronavirus. Always making fun of it. Um, so lastly, but not leastly, so we've discussed, um, the Democrats, Democrats have, uh, been trying to blame old Trumpy baby on this virus, this sickness, and he didn't react quickly enough. And now the media is reporting that the United States is leading the world in sickness. In sickness and in health. No, just in sickness. And, uh, well, let me tell you something. A French scientist did the initial 1,061 person test with hydroxychloroquine and had a very high success rate, like over 900 people recovered and recovered quickly. It was amazing. And you know, a, couple, a couple of elderly folks died, sadly, but their immune systems were already so compromised. 
But nonetheless, that French scientist's work would have went to waste if not for the President of the United States catching wind of this drug, hydroxychloroquine. And he started pushing for it as a possible cure. <coughs> and until they come up with a vaccination, this hydroxychloroquine with zithromycin and zinc could be our our miracle, our saving grace. Thank the Lord. Praise God. But the media still wants you to believe the, the United States, oh, the evil United States. Our, our media in this country and the dummycrats just want you at home there to believe we're the, the root of all that is evil in the world. And we're now the world leader in illness, sickness, this particular sickness. And when you look at raw numbers, yes, aside from China, which we, we throw their numbers out because we know the Chi Chinese communist government's lying to us. China, China, uh, communist lie? What? You know, most Chinese people are very honest, honorable people. But man, you throw communism in anywhere and it just turns into a government cover-up and government killing people. You know, the Chinese doctor that tried to warn the world about this virus in, in November was taken in by Chinese police and somehow, while in Chinese jail, caught the corona, the whoops, the sickness and died from it. Gee, that's a surprise. You know, a middle-aged doctor <laughs> gets killed by the virus that he's uh, trying to warn the world about in a Chinese prison. Yeah, they killed him. So... That's sad. That's horrible. It's tragic. I say it's sarcastic. That's horrible that a government would take a citizen that's trying to save lives into custody and kill them. But, hey, that's communism for you. What's the next step after capitalism on your way to communism? Socialism. All, all ye Bernie and Joe Biden and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez fans. Happy communism to you. It ain't gonna happen. Not while Big John's still alive. But let's look at some statisticals that are a little more rational. Okay. This art this article comes from um it's called pjmedia.com, and it's entitled, No, the United States Does Not Lead the World in Corona Beer Cases or Deaths. 
do not shut down on me, computer. Okay. So, last month, the media jumped on the news. The United States had more confirmed cases of Corona beer than any other nation. That was bogus on two fronts. First, the United States intelligence agencies believe that China is lying about its true numbers. I told you so. And reports from inside the country tell of crematoriums, <clears throat> pardon me, working crematoriums, working around the clock, and people being paid off to keep quiet. Second, the United States does not lead the world in sickness cases per capita, which is the best way to compare how the pandemic is being contained in each country. For much of the pandemic, Italy has been overwhelmed by the sickness, but Italy has fewer cases and deaths than the United States. The United States has nearly six times the population of Italy. When you measure cases and deaths per capita, it's easy to see why Italy was overwhelmed and the United States is not. Alright, then there's an advertisement for hand sanitizers and sani wipes and stuff. So, raw, raw numbers. The top six countries in the world with uh, cases of sickness. United States, 500,000. Spain, 166,019. Italy, 152,271. France, 130,730. Germany, 125,452. United Kingdom, also known as Britain or England for you dummies out there. United Kingdom, 79,885. Let me check the date on this article real quickly, hopefully. April 12th. Okay, so this is accurate as of today. So, let's scroll back down here. Now, here are the top six countries by confirmed cases per 1 million, parentheses, based on population numbers from the CIA World Fact Book, and parentheses, in descending order. So, top of the world in cases per 1 million people is Spain with 3,000 cases per 1 million. I'm rounding these numbers off. Italy is in second place with over 2,000 cases per 1 million. France has 1,900 cases per 1 million and the United States is in fourth place. Come on, USA. Just kidding. Uh, 1,600 cases per 1 million uh, citizens. Germany. Sorry, why I scratched my nose. Germany has uh, 1,500 cases per 1 million. And United Kingdom, 1,200 cases per 1 million. 
scroll down here. All right, then there's a lovely graph, another graph, chart, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so just with, or just like with confirmed cases, when the United States' whole number of coronavirus cases passed, or whoops, I said coronavirus, number of sicknesses, uh, deaths, past 20,000, the media rushed to say the United States now leads the world in deaths. But does it really? Look at the data. Here are the total confirmed deaths of the top six hit countries in descending order. United States, 20,000. Italy, 19,000. Well, I might as well read the whole number. United States, number one, 20,608. Italy, 19,468. Spain, 16,972. France, 13,851. United Kingdom, 9,892. And Iran, which our racist, prejudiced president has offered to help, 4,000. 474 deaths. All right, and then there's whatever, another advertisement. When we look at, whoops, okay, so the number of deaths, okay, the United States has passed Italy and confirmed deaths, which that must mean we're doing the worst, worse than they are, right, wrong. The top six countries in deaths per one million people. Spain, 339 deaths per one million. Italy, 311 deaths per one million. France, 204 deaths per one million. United Kingdom, 150 deaths per one million. United States, 61 deaths per 1 million people. That's half of, less than half of the fourth place country, the United Kingdom. So one, look at this. United Kingdom, 150 deaths per 1 million people. United States, 61 deaths per 1 million people. So the reason we're getting higher numbers is we have more people than these other six countries. And Iran's bringing up sixth place with 52 deaths per 1 million people. Let's not leave Iran out. So when you look at raw numbers, the United States has more deaths because we have bigger population than these other countries. Okay. When you look at the number of deaths, Per million folk. Throwing out China. Because we. Know that they're lying. Okay. Throwing out China. Because we know they're lying. Okay. We are not 
Okay. I had to get the stogie back up and going. The United States is not leading the world per capita, which is a more fair um, way of measuring these things. And what this tells you is we're doing the best we can. You know, ultimately, our goal is zero. We want zero people to die. That's obvious. You know, I, I check on the, the 90-year-old little lady that lives next to me. Okay? You know, I, I told her if you need groceries or something, I mean, she can't get out of her house anyway, but, you know, it, just a, you know, gesture... Hey, if you need something, you know, call me and, you know, I'll leave it on your porch where you can open your door and get it, you know, and this mitigation that the United States has done, the closing of restaurants, while it hurts people, it, it's helping, you know, diminish the amount of death and sickness we're seeing, um, you know, when... This thing first exploded out of China. The uh, estimates were ridiculous. I mean, just... I don't mean ridiculous in a, in a mean way. I mean, just mind-boggling kind of ridiculous. Four million people in the United States had we done nothing. And then they said, even with... You know, if we do the, the minimum amount of mitigation, just the social distancing, but keep businesses open, we would see two and a half million deaths. Now, the last model or forecast that I saw for the United States death toll was down to like 61,000. And that's because Americans are coming together. It's because our government leaders are making hard decisions and trying to make up for it with these uh, stimulus and welfare and um, unemployment, you know, relief bills. But when we come out of this, you know, sad, sadly, it's hurting people right this minute. But I tell you this. Because of the backlog on the uh, stimulus or relief checks, whatever they're calling them, and because of the backlog of the $600 that the waitresses and tipped employees are supposed to be getting, people may be back to work by the time they get their unemployment checks, their relief checks, um, their additional $600 for tipped employees. So they may have extra money. And yeah, they're going to have to play catch up on their bills. But you bet your ass they're going to treat themselves to a few things. Now, if they're smart, they'll treat themselves to like stocks. Maybe they'll treat themselves to um, secured government bonds. Maybe they'll treat themselves to a bank CD, not a compact disc. If those even exist anymore. Um, but, you know, they're going to treat themselves. Heck, you know, people are going to 
take those $1,200 checks and run their happy butt to the store and buy a 90-inch flat screen at Walmart. Guarantee it. Pardon my sinuses. I need to cough hard. <coughs> so, that's my, my ranting and raving for 60 minutes. Um, happy Easter for the umpteenth time. You know, liberals were the first ones to deny the government, uh, or pardon me, the liberals were the first ones to deny that the sickness going around was a major health concern when Trump was cutting off uh, air travel from China and other parts of the world. Um, our welfare checks, a.k.a. stimulus checks, are running behind, or at least a lot of us haven't gotten ours yet. The $600 in additional unemployment from the federal government to the states to the tipped employees is running behind. And the facts versus what the media is telling you tell a different story about who is leading the world in sickness, cases, and deaths. So, Trumpet baby ain't doing too shabby. Uh, Americans, people listening around the world, citizens of the world, we gotta stick together and we'll get through this. Check on your neighbors. Prayer works. And I'm living proof of that. Um, when I was 12 years old, I it wasn't the same sickness as this, but um, some, some unidentified virus um, attacked my right lung, and it collapsed, and um, I was very sick and near death. And my grandfather went home and called the church. And through phone call, this was old-fashioned dial-up phone calls before you could just post things on Facebook. Because of that, you know, people were praying, literally, calling from house to house, uh, each member of the church until, you know, there was, you know, 100 or 200 people praying for me. And God hears the prayers of his people. So good night, God bless, and have a good day.